What's up, everyone? I'm Cynthia Conte, and welcome to another edition of the best women's boxing show, period, in partnership with Blue Wire Network. I'm here with my gorgeous co-host. Hello, Cynthia, and this is Deandra LaBeouf, <laughs> and we are back for more boxing talk. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who is tuning in on the audio version, a special dose of love for all of you because we're fun to listen to. Oh yeah, we give you good orgasms. <laughs> yes. So thank you to everyone who's continuing to listen in. We love that you watch us, but we like even mm -hmm. better when you listen to us. I know. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. Man, uh, Giander, there's like so many things going on. You know, you always think during the holidays, boxing kind of dies down. It, no, it, it, it's not because Golden Boy announced Jaime Munguia. Remember, I said he'll probably get Canelo next, but he's not. So he's getting uh, the, the UK John fire. Ryder. Yeah, John Ryder. Ooh, that's the one that John Ryder didn't, he did pretty well against Canelo, but Canelo yes. says injured. So whichever, but I think it's a very good test for Jaime Munguia. And if he can get past John Ryder, I still don't want him to fight Canelo just yet. I want Benavides to get that either. fight. <laughs> I do want Benavides as well. And I wonder even so, Canelo's now into his deal with PBC. He and Oscar had not the loveliest parting of company so would he even entertain that what would the ticket i would like to see the people online discuss the the value yeah. the financial value of that fight because lots of love for jaime munguia but let's not say he's bringing in the eyes more so than the other opportunities that are out there. yeah i agree i agree i mean we did see the possibilities of canelo's uh four matchups there's jamal i mean and there were two other names. There's still the Bivol rematch. Yeah. He says that he wants. You know what? I feel like he might even go do that. I personally think I that he's going to see how him and Better Be Ever going to uh, fight. If they're not fighting, that's the one that I want the Saudis to hurry up and pick up because mm -hmm. we already know that they won't sanction it here. Love that fight so much. Please, God. Saudis, please. So, better yeah. be a b-ball or as the guys call him better beats i better really beats. want that turkey, i want that fight. turkey from uh, saudi arabia that's putting all the money in did you see that promo for all they're sitting up looking at the camera for all those heavyweights oh my god that that is such a good pro you know saudis just know how to do it well maybe because they have a bajillion dollars <laughs> a bajillion <laughs> dollars shout out to Riyadh season for them yeah. they're doing some good stuff over and there and i did see that apparently Benavides is, I think he's the only option right now in September, but anything can happen, guys. Cinco de Mayo, Mexican Independence Day in September. So we shall see what happens, but the Canelo lottery is still available. And we're still waiting for him to share our video of us with the Viva Mexico Cabrones. We haven't forgot, Canelo. We haven't forgot. We have, not, we have it on camera. You said on video, everyone saw it, and the people on our live stream heard you say, I will repost it. It was so Good. It was tasty. I'm trying to find where to buy it. I haven't seen it around my neighborhood, but they had it inside of the um, the spot downtown where we go to the press conferences all the time. The conga room. They have it oh. in the conga room. They have it behind the bar. So. Like, okay, viva Mexico, cabrones. I would hope so. Well, I really hope so because speaking of Canelo, you know he is a PBC fighter and PBC premier boxing champions finally, finally have a new home, Amazon mm -hmm. Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime, I don't know what rock you're living under. Right. It's a great fit. I don't know, will it work as Amazon Prime pay-per-view? I'm assuming yes. The, the, the shoulder programming, the documentaries, I think that. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's phenomenal because we need that. We love the storytelling. I'm curious to see how much the pay-per-view is going to cost because, you know, Amazon Prime is what you have. I don't even know. I pay it for the year. I think the monthly is somewhere like $16 a month, which is cheaper than DAZN. I believe everything's cheaper than his own. I know at this point. So not only is it, it's less expensive to, and okay. And wait, okay. Time out. Let me preface this. This is not paid programming for Amazon. No. This is not anti don't quote our tweet, make AI versions of it or no weird stuff like that. These are just facts. Yeah. Uh, Amazon is cheaper than DAZN and Amazon has more things. If you're an Amazon Prime customer, you already know there's tons of shows. The shopping is just the tip of the iceberg. There's all the shows and you can use the platform as kind of like a, a real life fire stick. If you want HBO or show, you know, or the other things you can access them through Amazon Prime. Y'all should run us a check, but these are just the facts as I like Amazon Prime and um, there's just yeah. a lot you could do with it. I think everyone has added to Jeff Bezos's bank account. Right. I mean, because there's got to be like seven people on planet Earth who haven't put some money in his pocket to a certain extent. And not to mention the algorithm. Think of how many times you were just trying to buy some sunglasses and then all the sunglasses in the world were suggested to you. So let's just say they upload their programming to a fight. You watch Canelo Benavidez and then you see all the Benavidez fights. You can watch yeah. them. You can watch all the Canelo fights and any other adjacent things, depending on how the algorithm favors. So, I mean, I'm just saying it. I can't wait. I can't wait because I um there was a chatter from Mike Coppinger in his uh in his article for ESPN. He said possibly Tank Davis, Gervonta Davis, could be one of the big um fights in March. And then mm. I heard Sam Watson say that they're gonna roll start rolling out fights in January. So I'm not sure if that's like kind of like the show box kind of version. We're not sure. We're going to find out more. But Doug Fisher said it best. This boxing era is a streaming era. We complain yeah. about it, but what are you going to do? It is dinosaurs, what it is. Yeah. The TV networks are dinosaurs. So get what's, re it. what's really going to be interesting is to see how they're going to service they still have hella fighters over there and they've only announced how many cards is it? 14, 15, yeah, something 16? like that, man, the cards are long enough as it is. So it's going to be interesting how to see, cause every fight can't be pay-per-view, how they're going to keep all their other, like your Fundoras and, and people like that. How are they going to keep it? Keith Thurman still says he's going to come back. Birdo was talking. Birdo is a damn Heyman legacy he's fighter. Fighting. I like you saw he's fighting Guerrero. That's right. I, I think Andre Berto might have been among Heyman's first fighters wow. that he was working with. But, you know, there's no bounce in none of those other platforms to, to put the fights on. So it'll be interesting to see how they keep all those guys busy, too. It's called AKA. They're going to have to all take less money. Take They're going to do club money. shows. Club shows. If you don't take it, you ain't fighting. Good Period. luck. All right. Well, on the, on that note, DAZN, obviously they were the very 
I don't, yeah, they were the, what, the first app to really do boxing for all of us. And we all complained about it, but now look at how this era is going. Uh, Shadeja Green, this is a fight that uh, we can't wait to see. She's going to be taking on the heavy hitting diva, Franchon Cruz. For Franchon Cruz's old WBC strap for the, in the super middleweight division, lots of drama, lots of words exchanged in their press conference, but luckily we both got them um, on this episode. Check out our interview with Shadeja Green. And we have this incredible, incredible fighter, this killer, this next gen, who's going to carry the torch for women's boxing. And This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And it's always a good time when she stops by and gets down with us. Shadeja Green. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys for sharing your platform with me once again. Um, I'm honored. It's always a good time when we know that you have a big fight. And I think the last time when you were fighting Olivia Curry, we were like, okay, Franchon, this fight has to somehow come about because we thought you guys were going to fight next. But then uh, she ended up fighting Savannah Marshall. Savannah Marshall ended up getting injured. Now you guys are fighting for the vacant. The quotes that I'm going to say is the quotes we're going to say to Franchon because you both said it. I'm the sugar daddy and I'm playing the cards. Called you a puppet and I'm the puppet master. Show up and chuck. Like this is such funny banter. Is this fight really going to go down like this or do you think she's just kind of getting your head? I know Franchon brings it um, 100% every time. So I'm well prepared for that. Um, this has been one of the best camps. And I say best in, in the sense of hard and just sacrificing and going back to my roots and um, just all the things that I had to deal with. You know, fighters tend to say if everything is going right and you're winning sparring, you're winning the sparring and, and every day you know what's going on. That's a great camp. So um, I've prepared 150% for Franchon. She's a former Undisputed World Champion. Um, Making those statements, uh, uh, they're, they're, it's not true because, again, it's Shadeja Green versus Franchon Cruz design. Um, I'm the A-side. This is happening because, you know, I'm mandatory and I'm number one. You lost your belts to a 160-pounder. So um, it's just her way of uh, whatever it is that she do, and um, I take no offense to it. She's a great fighter. She's great at what she does, and um, – I'm well prepared for December 15th. The fight was tomorrow. I'll be ready. The fight is a long time coming. We've been hearing both of your names mentioned too around each other for quite some time. So now being on this side and 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 getting the opportunity, not only getting the opportunity, but being the A side, is the fact that she dropped the belts in her previous fight, does that knock off any luster off of the fight? Since the belts are no longer a factor, we a victory is great, but what does this fight fuel in you and for your future in the sport? Well, at one time it was announced that, you know, we were mandated to fight. So she took the other option of going to fight Savannah Marshall, who again had just lost to Clarissa Shields at the, at the 160 position. Me and Franchon has previous history um, in the sense of being on the same USA team together, sparring, helping each other prepare for you know, amateur competitions on the international level. And, you know, Franchon with her whole career, not 
basically stating she didn't know who I was. She had never seen me and she had never, you know, shared the ring with me before. So I think that it it, it creates a, a great luster as far as the fans is concerned for this fight. Um, she was once the best in the division. Can't take that away from her. She was undisputed in the division. Um, so that means that she was the best in the division. So me coming in and I'm hoping that she could bring the best out of me to show who's one of the best in the division, you know, um, I'm not looking past her. I'm not taking this fight easy. Again, I'm just, you know, making sure that I'm well prepared for this for this battle. You said you had to take it old school, get back to your roots. What does that mean in regards to your training camp? Where I would normally train, which is in East Hanover, I no longer train there anymore. My strength and conditioning coach, I went back to Barry Porter, who's been in my corner since I since I started, since I was a pup. So um, I had to do many different things to... Um, you know, to, to get ready in the sense of where in East Hanover, the treadmills and so on and everything was there. So it was a bit, it, it's a spoiler, you know, you can go to one place and get everything you need. So what was I sacrificing? Now, let's just say I'm training when she's asleep. I'm training when she's training. I'm training when she's in the bed or on her sewing machine. With that sacrifice, you know, it makes me think of that old quote, how it's hard to get out of bed when you're sleeping on satin sheets, type of that whole mentality. Now that you are establishing in yourself, is getting uncomfortable, is that always going to be like a consistent theme for you when you have to get up for a fight? Is there a way where you can find a little bit of comfort and enjoy the, the fruits of the work that you've been putting in, but still maintain that same type, type of intensity when you're training for a fight? Um, I think every training camp, you need to be a bit uncomfortable. Um, you shouldn't be able to uh, um, enjoy the fruits of your labor while you're in training camp because you're preparing to hurt somebody and somebody's preparing to hurt you. So comfort is, I think, is a, a step towards, you know, just being comfortable in life and going in the ring. And it's, it's a greater threat to progress to me. I think that, you know, somebody has to pay for all, my, uh, all of the things that I was uncomfortable about. You know, the foods that I like to eat, the, the, the times that I have to get up in the morning, the, the, the distance away from my friends and my family, which every fighter probably deals with. So um, I think that, you know, being comfortable is a greater threat to progress than anything else. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you think with your last fight with Olivia Curry, when we did interview you, you went the distance with her. She brought the dog out. It was a hard earned win, but she really mm-hmm. brought it out. And we didn't think, honestly, remember, Giandra, we're like, oh, this might be a little bit easier. Shoot, we take that shit back. Did you watch that fight back? And did you grade yourself? Did you think that you, is that probably another reason why you made a lot of changes in this training camp? Uh, absolutely. Um, I've watched that fight back many a times. There were so many things that I went through different. I was pissed with myself for a while. I gave myself like a D minus, you know. Um, it would change, it would vary. One one time it would be a C or maybe a C plus, and then back to D, then back to F. Olivia Curry really, you know, um, bought a lot that night, and um, she actually helped my career. You know, she actually made me go back to think to working on things, and um, I've always understood that I wasn't this perfect fighter. So um, me fighting Olivia Curry and going the distance, it also, you know, impl- implemented that I could go the distance if need be, um, ten rounds. You know, so which I had never been before. So, um, yeah, Olivia Curry really, like, truly, really helped my career prosper forward. Salute to her. So mentioning that, you you said just now that you know that you're not a perfect fighter. Everybody's version of perfection is different. What in your mind yeah. is a perfect, what do you think is a perfect fighter? Not a person, uh, but just skill-wise. What I've learned today 
and I'm um, talking to, you know, my stepdad and everything, um, my trainers is that I have a gift and um, I'm a powerful woman and I'm too busy. Sometimes I'm too caught up in just trying to show the world that power is not all I have. I have skill. I have technical capabilities. I have great defense. And so I get caught up in, you know, um, just trying to show the boxing community that I can do so many things. When sometimes, you know what, you need to just stick to what works, you know, what best suits you. That's a perfect fighter. A perfect fighter is someone who knows their capabilities and their abilities, and they stick to that. They don't, you know, but perfect fighter is also being able to make adjustments and being able to make it, see something, um, see a shot and make adjustments to not get hit with the shot and move forward and thrive forward. For instance, Ryan Garcia trying to do that awkward shoulder roll to be a little flashy that did not work for him so you always just Mm -hmm. go back and stick to the fundamentals that you know and you work off of that you know you have a great jab you know you have power but you need everything that you've learned from the very beginning when like Franchon said you're just a basketball player who learned how to fight I kind of took offense Mm -hmm. to that I was like that's not nice you know (laughs) like she's still a fighter at the end of the day and you guys are both great fighters doing great things for women's boxing. I'm glad that you were able to reflect on and make the changes and really talk to the people around your camp, your your stepfather, and really know you have to go back to the beginning and just mm-hmm. take all that extra fluff out and be hungry. Because you know when you do that, you're going to punish. You both are going to punish each other. Who's going to punish the ones the most? That's what Jandro are excited for. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate you guys doing it in. Knowing a perfect fighter as you mentioned is knowing your gifts and sticking to that. So what type of, of mental work do you do on yourself? Because I mean, I know I'm guilty of it Us regular lay people of, of questioning who we are and what we're good at and let other voices in of an imposter syndrome. You know, there's lots of talk about that in the mental health space. So what does the, the mental preparation look like for you? Part of it is going back to, to the fundamentals and making yourself uncomfortable. But do you have other things that you enjoy? You know, do you read, do you yoga or Pilates or do you have other things that help you get into that centered place? I've actually done a lot of new things this camp. Um, I would be more open into telling you guys after, but I can, I will say that uh, reading is um, definitely one of those things. But you know, I'm locked in reading. I was just reading a book by Eric Thomas, UOU right before I got on this call. So I've been doing so many different things just to calm myself because these next couple of days are really crucial for a fighter. Um, the, the, the fight is one in camp. The fight is one in the gym. But it's leading up, you know, that last week, week and a half, you start getting so nervous and anxious. And um, I, I felt that so much my last fight, even though I didn't feel like my opponent was a huge threat. I still took her seriously like she was, but the crowd and the magnitude of the event sometimes can seize the moment instead of you seizing the moment. So I've been just relaxing my mind, calming myself down, and, you know, I'm continuously praying. And um, I just wanted everything that I've worked on and can't to show fluently in this fight and for me to be dominant and be victorious. You know, I'm looking forward to Friday night after the fight when I can go back to the hotel with my belt and have a juicy burger. You know? <laughs> I know that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have burgers for you beforehand. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but, Enjoy. You know, 
Thank you. You know, this is a big fight. You are the co-main event to Jake Paul fighting Andre August in Carib Royale, Orlando in Florida on DAZN December 15th. Um, but there are some pressing topics because to get your mind off of your fight, DeAndre and I, we've been talking about this. Kudos to Amanda Serrano, your stable mate. She vacated mm -hmm. the WBC belt because they do not honor three-minute rounds, but the other sanctioning bodies do. A- you are fighting for a WBC belt. Would you ever come to the terms of saying, I would like to fight three-minute rounds? Because if you want equal pay, you want the change, you you got to do certain things. You have to do certain sacrifices. I mean, absolutely. Amanda Serrano leads the way. And um, she's basically representing the fact that we should have a choice in the matter of what it is and how it is that we fight. Um, Amanda has led the way for women's boxing um, on so many different topics in terms of you know, what, what it should be like. Uh, kudos to her. Congratulations to all the success that Amanda's getting. Um, the pioneer of the sport. And, um, you know, she wants to fight 12 minutes, 12 rounds in three minutes. No station the body, I, I don't believe, necessarily should, you know, um, interrupt that. So I, I can see myself getting to a point where, you know, I want to test myself. I want to do what it is that I do in sparring. And I'm sparring three-minute rounds. Um, I've done 12 rounds this camp on so many different occasions, and that's something new, too. So, and, you know, for Amanda and her opponent to do that, that's a, that's forceful because um, it's not easy to do, but we do it, and we take on it in camp, and it should be our choice. That's a good point. I think that's something that people are overlooking. I didn't think about that. In the course of training, when you're in camp, you're sparring three-minute rounds. You're already Absolutely. doing it. Yeah. already doing mm -hmm. it. And I'm sure other women fighters are also doing it in their respective camps. So I'm glad, thank you for saying that. I didn't consider that over the course of training as well. So it's still the same amount of, it's probably, it's more damage because it's mm -hmm. during the course of camp. Yeah. Uh, like, people don't realize probably the majority of the damage to you is done in camp and done in preparation, bigger opponent, sparring partners, smaller sparring apart, strength and conditioning, all those things that prepare you for a fight. But to circle back on Amanda and her taking a stance with the WBC, now as you go along your own journey, have you started thinking about stance or a legacy point, a guiding star or something that you want to leave the sport and to help influence younger fighters, the younger women who are looking to go and just people in boxing, like a, a stance that you want to Take. Not necessarily. I have my, my my dreams and aspirations as far as being the super middleweight undisputed world champion. Just building myself and moving myself as a business, which MVP and Nikita has allowed me to do. Amanda's at that point where she's already put in all the work. You know, she's really done a lot for the sport. So right now, whatever it is that she see fit, any stance that she wants to take, she can because she's paid her dues. Mm -hmm. I'm still in the process of paying my dues. It wasn't until I signed with MVP where I've been fully operating as a business, you know. I've never felt like a true professional prior to MVP, and now I feel like one. So I, I think that I still have dues to pay before I can set out and make a stance and take a stance. Um, you got to learn how to follow before you can lead. In order to be a great leader, you got to be a good follower. I have somebody to follow who is amazing at that, taking stances and being the first to do something in the sport, and that's Amanda Serrano. I'm sure if you ask me this question sometime down the line, I'll probably have a stance. I'll probably have... You know, all I all I see right now is being the WBC super middleweight world champion, and then I can move forward from there. But other than that, you know, uh, I'm I'm following. I'm trying to be a good follower so I can completely lead. You said something extremely powerful early, right before Giandra spoke, that you said women need the choice, and we see it 
in regards to several topics in the world right now is that our choices are being taken away. And so for this to be getting paid, to be putting your life on the line, you should have a choice whether you want to fight three minutes or two minutes for any sanctioning body and they should be able to respect it. The rules are rules. I get it. Times are changing. They should also be uh, evolving with the sport. I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys got a strong stable over there. So it's you, yeah, Sabinda, yeah. it's Jake. Tell me about Javon Walton, if you've met him. You know, I think of Ashtray, that little Ashtray from Euphoria for me. <laughs> yeah. And I knew that he fought. Have you had a chance? Have you guys connected? Have you met him yet? You know, what what the hands looking like? You know, how is he? Oh, absolutely. That kid is, he's, um, he's a, a bona fide superstar. Amazing personality. Um, I met his family. I met his father. Um, just the way they organize themselves and the way they support Juana. I love it. You know, he became instant family when, when we would go and do photo shoots. Uh, he's just so full of life and encouragement. Um, he works hard. He's a beast. And um, like I said, he's he's going to be a superstar of the sport. And I'm really anxious and looking forward to, to seeing him fight. Um, this kid is um, driven, motivated, skillful, technical, well-mannered. Um, he comes from a great family, and they show me nothing but love and support. I think they'll be in uh, Florida December 15th. And like I said, they're, they're my extended MVP family, and we, we love them as such. I thought about him because, as folks may know who are fans of the show, that the star that he worked with the closest um, passed away during the last year. And them working so closely together probably affected him in, in a way. So it brought it brought him to my mind. I wanted to interview him to talk about his fighting, but they limited what I could talk to him about. So I couldn't talk to him about fighting, but yeah, that's very exciting to see what you guys are doing over there. He signed some very good fighters over here and we're excited to see the whole stable uh, do well and see where your careers progress to. You and Franchon, we ride with both of you. So we, we do the interview and it will be sweet to hear her responses towards this fight because you both are so funny and you're so nice, but you guys are so mean in the ring at the same time. That's what we <laughs> love. Yeah. Fighter. Best of luck to you, Shadeja. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm just blessed to be in my position. And um, I'm so thankful for MVP and Nikisa. I'm thankful for you guys for covering the sport and really um, doing your homework and doing your research. And, you know, sometimes when you talk to different people on, you know, these shows and stuff, they don't really know what they're talking about. But you guys always know what you're talking about. And it's, it's, um, it's amazing to see two women lead the sport like you guys as such and um just keep up the great work and um like i said this is a ritual i'm sure y'all be seeing me again after this fight for the next fight and um all love for me oh shadeja like the sweet terminator very she's always so lovely and so nice you know she looks mean when she's just sitting there, she doesn't have to say any words. She's mean in the ring, but she's such, she's a really nice lady. And the way she always compliments us of thanking us, it's like, no, thank you for giving us your time. We appreciate you. Yeah, we are honored to have her join us. Excited to see her get this opportunity. She is a sweet Terminator. She's kind of soft-spoken. At least she is with us. But when she speaks, she speaks with meaning and intent. And her words are something serious, as as Franchon yeah. Cruz discerned, definitely saw during that press conference. So very exciting opportunity for her. I did really, I, I, I enjoyed when she responded, when I said, you know, I quoted what Franchon said in the thing, in the press conference. I'm not just making it up. You guys watch it because she, Franchon said like a lot of nice things. Fun. 
things. Not I'm gonna say nice, just things. But mm. it's good, you know. Sell a fight. These women are here to fight. They're not here to just to collect a paycheck. They're looking for legacy. They're building the legacy. They're they're doing their thing. This is what they do. I can't wait to see her fight. I want to see will she be the new or Ranshan be again the uh, the next belt holder. Oh, but that's it, crazy. Yeah, they're both yeah. could be and the new and the new. They're they're both can yeah. be and the new. So and the new two time uh, if if Franchon got it. Luckily, we got to interview Franchon Cruz Desern about her take on how everything went and how this fight camp has gone for her. So take a look. This woman needs no introduction. You better know who she is. You better check her resume. You better check her pedigree. You better check that she's an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, a singer, a designer, an event planner, a wife, and just all around a dope human being. Franchon Cruz Desern. You better get it yeah. right. Put the accent on it. Ooh. The heavy hitting diva is in the house with us. Welcome. Yes, ma'am. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. We're so glad that we uh, we get to talk to you before a big fight but um i know that there's things Giandra and i want to get to but i want to say congratulations first of all on your hit that song that you released i i was like this is a fun song and it's what yeah. what, what is it on the billboards now it was top 10 uh still floating around but it was top 10 you know we had a lot of traction going to the uk and especially being my debut single it was like a big deal um 2024 is going to be even bigger and yeah, that, thank you. I appreciate that. It is great to be with you. This is a, a very exciting fight, a very talked about fight, a very talked about matchup, but we trying to get to this press conference because we, we want to get to the tea, honey. We enjoy watching the trash talk go between you and Shadeja and there's a lot of misinformation, clarification. We want you to clarify one side saying y'all know each other. You don't know her. You gave her the Mariah Carey. I don't know her. So we just want to get it all the way together. Some people got to do what they have to do to stay motivated. Um, she was on the team at one point as a heavyweight. We sparred maybe two or three times. The first time, and Clarissa can back me up on all these, like I flew into Colorado, straight off the plane, came into camp and I was sick. We also went to the world championships together. USA Boxing called me two weeks before. In Colorado for a two week camp, then fly out the following week. The first week I caught a sinus infection. So I was quarantined, I couldn't even train. I tried to come to the gym to train with everyone. They kicked me out, I had plastic on. You know me, imagine me making a couture plastic, you know what I mean, suit, yes. But they kicked me out. Then I just went straight to Kazakhstan for a week. We trained and I fought. We've never fought in the same weight class. Sparring and fighting is two different things. Um, she walked on a lot of her tournaments. I don't know where she's coming from. We were on a team. But it's a lot of people on the team with that. I'm friends with Christina Cruz, Marlon. These are Michaela Mayer. These are girls I had relationships with. And we still are cool to this day. Her, where were you at? Like, I don't know. She she just is kind of, she just doesn't like me. And that's her personal problem. I'm about my business. The contract is signed and we can do what we got to do. In the press conference and even before, when you were the undisputed queen, we knew that she obviously was going to be fighting. I think she was a silver at the time. And then somehow Savannah Marshall ended up getting to fight you instead. And everyone was, she was saying, and a lot of people were saying that you were ducking her. It just happened to be that 
you ended up fighting Savannah. What exactly happened? Did you not want the fight or did you think Savannah Marshall was a bigger fight than Shadesia? People don't give me grace, right? And just like I said in the press, the press conference, she went to Columbia and that's her journey. It's different from mine. She went to Columbia and it built a lot of her record. Me, you've seen I had to get it from the mud, from popping off with Clarissa from the jump, skipping from six rounds to 10 rounds to win the WBC title, fighting a steroid cheat, you know what I mean? Having fights postponed. I had fought in a year and a half. I never got a voluntary defense. Yes, that was a big of a fight. Me and Savannah had history. Shadeja was always going to get an opportunity, even with this fight. Whoever won between me and Savannah, it was stipulated they would have to fight Shadeja. So I went into this fight planning to fight her next. For me, it's like I never got grace. You know, so let me get a volunteer. Can I get one voluntary defense? I'll get to you. As people can see my track record, how I carry myself, I don't duck any work. That's crazy. When we did an interview for the um Jimenez fight, I the elephant in the room, I knew what I was up against. So for me to be called and saying I'm ducking, a hit dog on holler. She does a lot of hollering. But when we were in face to face, that energy was different, you know? She's, she's very entitled. You know, boxer, you have to earn your way sometimes. Marvin Hagler should have had world title fights many times before he actually got it, but he stayed and he worked. So let her put in work just like I put in work. And we're here now. You no, know, that's a good point. There's a lot of times, you know, we hear over on the men's side, they always talk about, you have to let it marinate. You have to let the fight marinate to get it to a place where they think will garner the most public interest. You know, all the things that go into to planning a fight. Do you think there is a rush to get her to that point? I mean, there are fights out there. Is, is there a rush? Do you feel like it's Listen, for me, you know, I'm about my business. Like, I, I'm i on a mission for me. And we tried to make a fight beforehand, right? I think she's a good fighter. But I think as far as the business side, she really don't understand how it goes. You know, whoever was representing her maybe didn't tell it. There's interviews where her coach even said, oh, she needs more time. Mind you, she has more fights than me. So time is what you make it. She decided to go to Columbia or feel like she needs to do that. I've been here. I've been champion. I've been, I went pro 2016. Me and Clarissa went pro. I've been here. Just like I told Savannah, you went overseas. You was in America. We could have been for it. I mean, it's the perfect time. She has a, a great promoter. She has a platform. She has an opportunity. This is more of an opportunity fight than a money fight for me. I will be clear about that. Somebody said, I'm not saying she's jealous of me. Because even if you watch the press conference, you could say what you want about my fighting, but you attack my looks. You attack the things I do outside the ring, the things that give me character, the things that make me who I am as a heavy hit diva in boxing and out of boxing. Like, I don't understand where that's coming from, especially from somebody who looks like me. I'm just being 100 with you. And you got to understand in boxing, yes, we're going to fight, we're going to beef, but it's still a sisterhood from the women media to the female boxers like bashing each other and doing all that dumb clown stuff does not progress the sport. And you can't even say why you mad and I'm sitting in your face. What's your real issue? It was weird because Giandra and I, when we watched that press conference, it was very heated. It was a very short press conference, but it was like very nasty nice with you both, as Giandra would say. I can speak for myself. Like I didn't know the history of where the, the animosity was coming. It's no like, history. It's no, for me, I feel like she wants to be in the class, like, because you're on a team, Team USA, 
that's fine. You're not going to be Clarissa. I'm not going to be Clarissa. You're not going to be me. Clarissa's not going to be me. It's just like you want to be on that level. And unfortunately, if I was to retire today, you will never have the same body of work as me. You could win a title. You got a silver title. You can even win undisputed. But if you look at the body of work, when you, I said, go back 10 years from now, 2013, what was I doing? Making history, being one of the first 24. 2011, on the Pan Am team. Go back almost 15 years. What was I doing? Winning nationals, winning Pan Ams, winning world type, world uh, world medals in the amateur. So my legacy is still like, you just got to do the work. Focus on being you. When she has an opportunity to speak, she's hollering, you're a cherry picker. You're ducking me to stand the third. We get there at a press conference, which I was flown in, treated good. Thank you to Most Valuable Promotions to promote a fight. I understand you're the lead promoter. You're the A-side. Sell this fucking fight. If I wouldn't have said nothing, nothing would have been said. You know what I mean? So you got to understand what kind of business you are. Yes, we're going to fight, but understand you still got to sell a fight. You still got to promote. This is how you get all the things that you want. She didn't understand that. She it, she actually reiterated what I was saying. With the energy being different, these are the big bright lights. And this is a, a big fight fighting with you, somebody who is accustomed to being under the big bright lights. Do you think part of this is nerve? Do you think she's nervous? I think she just, I move in love, right? And I said this a thousand times, even my haters fuck with me. Me and Maricela didn't have a great relationship. That girl fuck with me now. We support each other now. Savannah Marshall was like, I never thought I would say this, but I'm team Franny. She, she messaged that yesterday. So it's like, whatever her anger is, it's self-hate. That's all I can attribute it to. It's self-hate. People say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. I don't talk about her. I Even coming up, if they ask me about her, like I'm focused on what I have to do. Maybe that irks her because I didn't acknowledge her or kiss her feet or, or kiss her ass or whatever she want. You can't let a win go to your head or a loss go to your heart. As you see in a press conference, she feels she's better than me. She's this, like, I know I'm the standard. You feel me? And I'll take it back even in the amateurs. Before Clarissa, I was the standard. I know my position. But you come in and on that type of energy you just hateful you're hateful and, and people gonna see the real you after this fight you're very hateful maybe during that press conference it was more i mean what i picked up was the bully versus a bully i've never bullied her she's trying to bully me that's the crazy part like she's bullying me <laughs> But I think this is what sells the fight. Because when I saw it, I was like, oh, these girls really don't like each other for whatever reason, whether it's true or not. But I really like it because you're yapping, yapping, yapping. She was quiet and then she would bark. And then you would yap, 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 bark. And it was just like, okay. But this is what's so great about women's fights. Because you know how a lot of people say, women don't know how to sell fights. She got mad at me for talking about me. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, I mean... It was a great expert. They told me to shut up and show up. So when I come down there, don't be surprised if I don't say anything because I'm about my business. I will show up. I'm going to shut up, but I'm definitely going to show up. Y'all woke it up. Y'all woke it up. I mean, maybe the approach next time is to do like a, the great football player who always says, I'm just here so Mark I don't Sean get fine. Mar shout out to Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fine. You already <laughs> there. We already there. Because I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm trying to do. You can say what you want. You know Big Mama coming to throw hands. So it, it's already signed, sealed, and it's about to get delivered. I woke it up. I mean. I know, uh, right? Because the rest of the card, and it, all due respect to MVP promotion, shout out to them. We we want the bag to be as big as possible for everyone involved. But you, you ladies really woke it up and really are bringing the eyes on the fight. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. I mean, you know, like she has a great record. She she performs well. So people going to tune in because at the end of the day, it's a big fight because I'm in the fight. People want to see is Franchon going to get redemption? Is she going to get knocked out? Is she going to be this? You know, I put a lot of work in to be that type of fighter that people want to see lose, want to see win, you know? So I'm just, I'm just excited. And above all, I have gratitude because, you know, I went over there pour my heart out in the UK despite things behind the scenes and to have an opportunity to fight for one of my titles again is is a blessing it's the universe I can't I ain't mad <laughs> it really is I don't want to say thank Savannah for having an injury but it's because Savannah has an injury because she's in it's because girls recess. girls ain't the same when they fight me just like when when Shadeja fought Ellen Satterus one it was a two-week notice Two, when me and her fought, I broke her nose and broke her ribs. So it's a difference. Seasons beating. You can't get any better than that. You're going to be as a co-main event under Jake Paul. So it's going to bring eyes, just like Giandra said, seasons beatings for um for all of us. Christmas came early for all of us. On another topic, the WBC, obviously you're fighting for that belt. You've been an undisputed champion for them for a while. Uh, and it's about that two minute, three minute and Amanda Serrano vacating because she only wants to move forward with three minutes. I know you have some thoughts. What are your thoughts on this whole thing going on right now? It goes back to my decision to go to the UK to fight. When you're an established champion, when you've paid your dues, you have the choice. And that's what this was about for Amanda. It was the choice. That's what myself and other ladies stood up and spoke about because of the choice. She's in a position to do that. Everybody's not millionaires. Everybody's not doing that. So she's in a position to do this. And I said now, like I said before, if that's one of the obligations we have to fulfill for the title, then we have to do it. As long as they compensate me for it, we have to do it. I'm in my own lane. They're in their lane. I commend Amanda for, for stepping up. I commend Clarissa for speaking up. I commend Sinise and Marlene when they fought three-minute rounds. You know, so it's a progression. Um, when that time comes for me or for other ladies in the future, it'll be done. But having a choice is always a plus. And watching the discussion and we look at how negotiations are. Everything is up for negotiation. Who walks first? Who's corner? Who's this? Who's that? And the third. But this round length thing has been a very, very polarizing thing from people like Lou DiBella, who is completely anti three minute rounds and the WBC standing on science as their reason for not backing three minute rounds. Do you think that it could get to a point where those who are in favor of that have to lobby or completely boycott the WBC to have their right to choose? Because it looks like they are not going to step off of that and they will stand firm on the fact that they will not sanction three minute rounds. Should I it mean, be a point of negotiation? I feel like it's a great conversational thing. Like, I'm glad that Amanda and all the other girls are speaking up to bring it. We have other issues as far as pay, mm. as far as uh, visibility. You know, let it naturally progress. Like, I'm open to 12 two-minute rounds, you know? Yes. Maybe 10 three-minute rounds. Let it progress because I'll give it to you, the amateur, the amateur women and men, they do three rounds, three three-minute rounds. I'm for it. But it's, it's, it do hit different. It hits different. I was there watching Amanda. She, they were throwing hands, both of them in great shape, but it is a little different, I think. And everybody's not a phenomenal conditioned athlete like her. We train like that in the gym, but it's different when you fight. So I'm open for it to be like progressive. There's other things we have to fight for, pay and all those things. Do you train three minute rounds, 12 rounds? Okay. Yes. 
I train 12 uh three minute rounds. I've always done that since the amateurs. Um, but it's it's still different. It's a different conditioning. Cause when you have three minute rounds, you can pace yourself differently as opposed to having two minute rounds. So everybody has to adjust to that. Um, but having the choice, that was the main thing for them to be able to have the choice. You know, I read something, uh, it kind of irked me. The WBC put out this lengthy statement. I, like I said, I love the WBC. I love you guys. But it was just like, it was almost, they have a choice. But then when it comes to boxing, you don't have a choice. In this world that we're living in right now, all our choices are being taken away as females. So why can't we have the choice? Like, okay, I get it. We're not going to be able to fight for the WBC belt. But why can't they evolve with us and then maybe do a three-minute, 10 round? Something like the baby steps that we've all talked about. Well, I didn't even read the statement completely because I've been locked in for this fight. I'm like this. We could talk about, is that is that money going to equal yeah. up? You feel yeah. what I'm saying? And that's, I fight for every coin, every dollar I get, every punch upside my head I take. You know what I mean? Just like me going to the UK. I, I didn't fight for a year and a half and those belts in my house did not pay my bills. So unless you guys are compensating us as well, who wants to work, do extra work for the same amount of money? Hmm. Right. So it's WBC, it's promoters. It's a whole lot of things that go into it. But, you know, we have the conversation started. The other sanctioning bodies are given opportunities and it's your choice. Whether you want to do it, and you got to understand at this point in time, if you do it, you cannot fight for the WBC belt right now. Say that. Getting Say paid. That. Oh, yeah. Not getting paid. For you ain't getting for overtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always enjoy all of your content and your creativity and ring gear. Any sneak peeks on what you're going to be wearing? Because you do all that too. Oh, yeah. So look, now that you mention it, I customized some shoes for the first Ooh. time. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, how about that? The so my first colors are rose gold, um, bronze, and all those kind of copper colors. Are you wearing that that pink wig in the ring? Or are you just gonna do your hair? Or why don't you just go sexy bald? I'm gonna give bald. you a look. I'm gonna oh, give you giving a look. it. Oh. Just tune in. Just okay. tune in. She can be singing herself out again. Watch. I already know it. <laughs> I'm gonna give them out just for the guys. We're gonna make it happen. And it's going to be good. I'm giving an experience because a lot of people write me off, but I'm grateful for every opportunity. So every time I step, I'm a step big. And I want to congratulate you guys for all the progress you're making on your wonderful podcast. Yeah. Thank you for having me on and reaching out because, you know, I don't get respect like that, unfortunately. Uh, but thank you guys for reaching out, having me on to promote the fight. Make sure you tune in December 15th. The zone for Sean Cruz's earn versus Deja Green for the WBC title and maybe something else. But whoa. Thank you, Franchon. Best of luck to you. Oh, Franchon did not hold back. He really is very dead set on what she said. And it's kind of hard because when you watch the press conference, you're like, damn, that was not nice, but it was passive aggressive, but it was fighting words. And then when she says it again, she backs it up and she says, I move with love. I'm all for the shit talking. I'm all for the- Tough love. Yeah, the bark, the, the they both just bark in their own way, but it don't matter. They're going to have to do their, their fighting in the ring with their fists. For sure. Either way, they woke that card up. They are the co-main event to Jake Paul and his opponent. And they are really working, selling, because that was memorable. And we know they are going to come to 
mix it up. Oh, I love it. I love it. So you guys tune into that card December 15th at Carib Royale, Orlando, Florida, right before Christmas. It's going to be a fun fight. And you know, if you guys don't, you know, people who are just going to go because they want to see Jake Paul really pay attention to the ladies fights because this is a coming mm-hmm. event. This is a title fight. These women are here to put on a performance. The whole card, it's stacked uh, top to bottom. Enjoy it. Like you always say, season's beating seasons beatings and they coming to fight those women are coming to fight they are not playing around they are not pity patting each other and and playing grab ass those women about to be swinging fists and it's going to be on and cracking i can't wait to see what franchon is she going to wear the curly wig is she gonna i i had to ask her she did i want to know she's just gonna give us grace jones pull up to my bumper honey i want (laughs) to see like strong salute to them great fight excited to see it and it's going to be action-packed for her sure. Man, her mantra, fuck the hair, I want the belt. And that's, that's how right. it's going to be. So I'm going to, I can't wait to see these go. I don't know. I really don't know who's going to win this fight because, you Me know, either. when she said she broke Sidurus's, uh ribs and nose, I was like, yeah, there's a reason why I guess maybe she's a heavy hitting diva. So we shall see. This is going to be fun. Woo. Love we love to get up for a good woman's fight. Yes, yeah, we do. And we love you ladies for appreciating and thanking us for the work that we do. We do it because we love our jobs and we do it. It's not a hobby for us. It is our job. It is our passion. And we thank you for giving us the time to hang out and chat with us. Best of luck to both of them. Best of luck to all the ladies for fighting for equality, for fighting what's right, for fighting for money. We got your back. We got it always. This is another one in the can for us. And this was a great, great episode. Mm -hmm. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, in partnership with Blue Wire Network. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys. Thank you.